Welcome to the Knitting on the Run podcast, where it's always knitting and running in 30 minutes or less. You can find me as Windswept Monique on Ravelry and Instagram, or as Windswept Knits on Facebook and Twitter. Show notes can be found at my website at windswepknits.com. Hello and welcome to the Knitting on the Run podcast. This is episode 74. I'm recording on March 4th, 2020. Segments this week include a short tech talk, be a helper craft along, FOs, whips, and out, uh, out and about. Here we go. So first off, I just want to give you guys a quick heads up about what's happening with the sound. I know you guys have noticed the sound has been a little bit different each week for the past couple weeks. So it turns out it's not the mic cable. Uh, my laptop audio jack just does not like microphones for some reason. Um, so I'm going to be saving up for a new USB mic, but in the meantime, I am using whatever I can get to work. So I apologize if the sound quality isn't what you folks are used to from the past, from last fall or last summer before my old laptop died. We're going to work with what we have until I get a new microphone. Also, apologies, the cats are here, so you may hear some meowing. And yes, you can probably hear it in my voice. I have a head cold. I am sick again. I am on the upswing and starting to feel better finally. Um, but you can probably hear it in my voice. My voice is definitely uh, about an octave lower than it normally is. But uh, I have everyone's at work and at school except for me for a couple hours or another hour. So I am going to record while I can, while I still have a voice, because it's been cutting out on me a lot the last few days. So I'm just going to record a kind of short-ish episode while I still have a voice, and we'll see how far it gets us. All right, first up, the Be a Helper Craft Along. The fourth annual Be a Helper Craft Along is still ongoing. March is the last month. You guys still have some time, a couple more weeks, to get your FOs in. So we keep the rules simple. Anything you make for any charity counts does not have to be knit, crochet, woven, or spun. Anything you make for any charity. Uh, one FO per photo in the FO thread. It's I am running it on Ravelry, but it does not have to be a Ravelry, quote-unquote, um, uh project, you know, and I just need a photograph of it. Uh, Donating blood counts too. Post a photo of your band-aid or drinking OJ afterwards or something along those lines. Um, That works just fine. The FO thread will close when I wake up on April 1st. Whips are always welcome. So the rules are simple. Uh, Now I promise to go over the prizes the first week of March. The prizes we have this month, or sorry, this year are one skein of sock yarn from our Great Yarn and Chatham Mass, tied exclusively for them by Haute Knits. In the finest hours colorway, it's 75% merino, 25% nylon. I have one 25-gram skein of Lorna's Laces Shepherd's Sock plus a mini skein of handspun. I have, I will spin something to order for you. Um, so handspun by me, or if you're a spinner, I can send you the fiber. You can spin it yourself. I have a couple colorways I'll let the winner choose from for me to spin up. And I have one pattern of your choice from the Down Cellar Studio Ravelry Store, courtesy of Jennifer Lassant. Thank you so much, Jennifer. She is always, she's been a generous supporter for a while now. Thank you very, very much. Oh, so I do have a couple FOs since I haven't recorded in a couple weeks. I finished the first of what I've been calling the Matchy Matchy Socks. So that one is done and off the needles. Um, the second sock is going to hold because I repurposed those needles. More on that in whips. I also finished a sample for a pattern I have coming out in a magazine this summer. Um, Check out social media this week if you're interested in test knitting a tank top because I will be looking for test knitters starting very, very soon. Probably once you get this and listen, it's probably already open. Um, I will be running the test knit through Yarn Pond. 
So if you have any interest, feel free to email me, windswept at gmail, sorry, windswept-monique at gmail.com. Or um, if you head to Yarn Pond, um, it'll be there as well. You can find the test knit on there. Whips. Well, I have a whole bunch of whips. And last but not least, I have the Ray costume completed. Uh, so many, as many of you know, I was working on a costume for like a cosplay of Ray from Star Wars for our upcoming Star Wars Day at Sea. I knit roughly, um, I think it came out to be about 20 feet-ish, 15, it's 18 to 20 feet. I've got to do a final measurement. Um, uh, for like a tabard, how Ray wears that fabric crisscrossed across her body. And then I knit the armbands. Um, and it came out great. And I wore it for Star Wars Day at Sea. I got a lot of compliments. Um, the First Order, uh, sorry, some, some stormtroopers from the First Order even told me that that was a not great outfit to be wearing. I looked like a fugitive from justice. So that was a lot of fun. Um, more on that later on. I'll talk about our Star Wars Day and how I wore my costume and stuff like that. Whips. I've only got a few. We were away for a bit, so I brought a couple projects with me, but only a couple. I have been working on the boxy sweater, um, which I, I'm kind of tweaking from Hohi Locatelli. Uh, I, I have her fingering weight one, I believe it is, but I'm knitting it up in a lace weight, so I've tweaked the numbers a little bit. And I got a lot of inches of that done, uh, because our first day in Florida, my husband uh, got a severe knee injury, and we ended up at urgent care, so between the late night plane flight down, and then a couple hours at urgent care, followed by a while sitting at Walgreens for medication and all that kind of fun stuff. I've knit inches on this thing, and you know it's a boxy and lace weight, so knitting inches that's that tells you <laughs> tells you a lot of how long we were sitting in a bunch of different places. But um, I also brought it you know around sometimes when I was like watching the kids at the pool and stuff like that. Um, I also brought the Southwoods sweater with me. And I did get some done on this. I am on what I think is my last skein for the lace at the back. I am on the second repeat of chart two, and I have lots of yarn to go. Um, and I don't think I'm even going to be using this this third ball, the whole thing. So that'll be great. I also started ankle socks down there. And these are the first time I've ever actually tried to make just ankle socks. I've always made kind of like, you know, mid-calf calf socks, I guess you could say, for lack of a better phrase. And I made one pair of knee socks, but these are definitely my first ankle socks. And the reason I've avoided that is because I have um, really skinny ankles. Um, I'm kind of a normal-sized American woman, but I have scrawny joints. My wrists and my ankles are just really narrow. My feet are really narrow. Finding shoes that fit has always been an issue. Um, so I've never done ankle socks because I'm afraid they'll just like fall down into my shoe. And I actually have that problem with my, my, my calf socks and my ankle socks. They all, they all tend to ride down because the socks um, are loose around my ankles, like baggy even. So I'm going to try, I'm going to turn the heel. I'm going to use my standard formula, toe up, fish lips, kiss heel. And then what she always says is knit an inch more in pattern to complete the heel. I'm not going to do that. I'm actually going to start doing some decreases around there and trying to make the sock narrower and narrower really quickly. Um, so I'm, it's going to be a bit of playing around. I'll, I'll let you know how it goes. I'll keep you posted. I'll let you know what I'm doing. Um, and then if any of you have skinny ankles or family members with really scrawny ankles like me, uh, maybe this will help some of you. But uh, right now I'm not even to the first heel. I've got another couple inches. I knit a bunch of this. I brought this like to the shows on the cruise and stuff like that. 
And, you know, while my kids were horseback riding with my in-laws and I was out taking pictures of them, I was walking around with the sock taking pictures. Um, you'll see photos of this all week, my social media feed. Um, but I'm excited to finally, because I think I am, um, since I do like to knit the socks in um, like a, a kobasi, which is a cotton, bamboo, silk, nylon blend, that they'll actually make really nice like spring, fall socks, maybe even summer socks for like cooler summer evenings when you actually want to throw socks on. And that I'd like to wear some of these in the warmer months of the year because these socks are really actually kind of nice when it's not freezing cold out. I'm looking forward to that. Out and about. So first up, uh, coming up in a couple weeks, Stitches United is March 26th to 29th. I will be going. Um, it looks like it will probably be on the Saturday. I should know more by the next time I record, hopefully next week, if everybody is still healthy and etc. etc. Um, but at the moment, my plan is to go on Saturday, and I will finalize that in the next week or so. And so we also just got back a couple days ago from 12 days away. We spent we flew down late one Tuesday night, then spent four days in Florida with my in-laws, and then we went on a cruise for a week with my parents. For our, It was their 50th wedding anniversary, and our 15th, and so we all took a big vacation together on a Disney cruise line, which none of us had ever done before. And we had a blast. So you'll see images from our trip on social media for the next week, um, including my Ray costume on our Star Wars Day at Sea on the cruise. Um, I didn't post while we were away. Uh, so if, if it's just me away and my family's home, like when I went to um, into the wall and stuff like that, I'll post live photos of me being gone because someone's at our house. But when we're all away, I don't like being I don't like posting on all the social media platforms that we're gone and advertising that, hey, we're not home right now, you know, that sort of thing. So um, I'd like to post those when I get back. So I'm posting them all kind of in real time as they occurred day by day, but uh, just a week after the fact. So this for the end of this week, you'll see posts from my in-laws' house, and you'll see my boys for think riding horses, with me knitting a socks in the background, and that sort of thing. And then um, Saturday to Saturday, you'll see photos of the cruise with me with my knitting and stuff like that, and bringing knitting around, and then um, on Star Wars Day, which I believe was the Thursday. So as I'm recording this, those photos will be coming on my social media feed a week from tomorrow. Um, anyway, they'll be coming out the Thursday. Um, I posted a bunch of photos of us just in, you know, in our outfits and having a royal blast. You know, I got a hug from Chewbacca and all this kind of stuff. So, um, But lots of me with my, my hand-knit Ray costume. So, And we had so much fun. I highly recommend it. You know, my husband and I have cruised a bunch over the years from various cruise lines. We even got engaged on a cruise ship. Um, but Disney was awesome, especially if you have kids. It was absolutely magical. I mean, the two of them don't want to be home right now. They want to go back. My my four-year-old turned to me Monday afternoon and said, You know that ship we were on? The one with the flying elephant on the back of it? The one we lived on for a little while? Can we live there again? <laughs> I said, maybe someday we can live there again. We'll we'll see, honey. <laughs> but they had so so much fun. He actually he walked into his school, his preschool class Monday morning, and said, "We went on a cruise, and our cabinet had a bunk bed." <laughs> the teacher trying not to crack up laughing. Your cabin had a bunk bed. Yes, our cabinet had a bunk bed. <laughs> um, they had so much fun. There's so much to do. I never, you know. We find, um, we've cruised a lot, we find that cruises are very relaxing, especially for the grown-ups. You know, you can chill out a little bit and rest. And, um, you know, we've done a, like a Boston to Bermuda sailing several times. We're very independent travelers, so usually, like, we like cruises to get us somewhere, and then we'll do stuff on our own. It's a little harder now that we have two small children. 
you know, like in the past, we've sailed the Greek Isles and like we've used the ship as basically a way to get from one island to the next and then gone off and doing our own stuff and like gone to archaeological digs and, you know, caught the caught ferries ourselves, taken local bus transportation, you know, and it's, you know, totally ignored that kind of stuff. With two kids, we found that Disney was really nice, really easy. We did take some tour excursions, which we normally never do, but it was just nice with the kids to do that kind of stuff. Maybe in a couple of years when they're getting a little older, we'll head back to our normal, do everything ourselves. Um, but we really enjoyed it. I, I just was not prepared for just how tired we were going to be getting up early for everything, staying up late. There were fireworks twice on this ship, once for Pirate Night, once for Star Wars Night. And everyone says, you know, keep the kids up for it. If you're going to ever keep them up late on vacation, keep them up for these because you never see fireworks at sea because, you know, it's a massive fire hazard. Um, but Disney got um, a dispensation from the U.S. government, I believe, as well as the, I think they're a Bahamian ship registration. But anyway, they had to get legal authorization from a couple of different countries to be able to put off the fireworks out in the ocean uh, because fire is such a risk. And I have to say, they were marvelous. You know, I wasn't expecting too much because, you know, you're limited in what you can do and where you can do it and where you can shoot them from with, you know, 5,000 people, passengers and crew on board. But they were spectacular. We loved it. We had so much fun. Um, I got a lot of great outfit, a lot of great comments on my Ray costume, walking around all day and that. I definitely was not the only Ray. And no, we were not the only grown-ups dressed up. There were people who handmade their own costumes. Like, we're talking about people who are part of, like, the 501st um, Star Wars regiments. You know, the, the folks who build their own Stormtrooper costumes and go to kids' hospitals and stuff like that. Folks had sewn their own... Admiral Haldo dresses, you know, folks had sewn their own Queen Amidala dresses, other folks that, you know, bought their costumes a couple days before at Galaxy's Edge and Disney World, a lot of kids running around in their Halloween costumes or their Disney pajamas, um, and even folks, you know, I would say it was more surprising to run into somebody who wasn't either in a Star Wars t-shirt or a Star Wars costume. I wasn't sure how people would go, um, and we turned out to be definitely not in the minority, I'd say it was probably be about a third of folks in costume, a third, maybe even more than that. Probably at least seven, three quarters to seven eighths of the folks on the ship were even in, either in costume or in a Star Wars t-shirt of some sort. And it was actually more unusual to run into folks who had nothing, um, which was kind of fun because you know, everybody was playing along. Uh, the same thing on Pirate Night. Um was probably about two-thirds to three-quarters of the folks got into it with something. Disney gave everyone on the ship um, a pirate bandana, and the kids who went to the um, kids' club play areas had the opportunity for face painting and pirate crafts, and, um, you know, you know, you can make your hats. And the menus at dinner that night were kind of like pirate hat shapes, so if the kids didn't bring stuff with them, they could then wear their menus on their head as pirate hats. And a lot, But a lot of kids brought, like, plastic hooks and, you know, styrofoam pirate swords and lots of pirate hats on board and stuff like that. So the kids, you know, basically every child was dressed up. And then a lot of the families kind of got into it with the bandanas. Sorry, cat's still here. With bandanas and things they brought and just to kind of go along with it. So I, you know, I had a kind of fluffy, tacky kind of dress. So I tied a, um, like a sundress. So I tied a bandana around my waist and then tied the Disney bandana around my head and then put Mickey ears on top of it to kind of make myself piratey-ish. If only I had thought to, you know, like, put one gold earring in, but, you know, it didn't occur to me at the time. 
But so, you know, we get into it a little bit to go along with the kids. We all wore our bandanas. I think my mom and dad both had striped shirts that they wore that night just to kind of get into it a little bit and wearing their bandanas, like, like either kerchiefs or headscarves or something. But, um, yeah, so we had a blast. So if you've ever thought about doing a Disney cruise, I definitely recommend it. Um, you know, even with the chance of the coronavirus, um, I still felt very comfortable. Yes, I did pick up a head cold, but when you have, you know, a thousand kids on a ship, you're going to get a head cold. Um, but Disney really did their best to make sure that nothing was um, uh, transmitted. Everywhere you went, at the entrance to every um, restaurant, you had to either wipe your hands with an antibacterial cloth, wash your hands in a sink. They had really nice like hand-washing stations outside the buffet. Um, they were limiting what you could get yourself on the buffet. Basically, um, if they could be washed and cut you could or, or cooked, you could pick it up yourself, but like anything cold that they couldn't like you know there was a risk of transmitting um they were handing to you so they're like like desserts and stuff like that so you couldn't just reach your hand in um but anything that they could be kept hot or like that um you could get yourself like the bacon in the morning you could get your own bacon that kind of thing um and then in the kids area i have to say this was genius and i wish that i wish i knew how much they cost because whoa dear lord every school system should have these they were hand-washing stations, and they're right at kid height, and you just walk up to them and stick your hands in the two holes, and it washes your hands for you. It shoots water, like, in a circle, like soapy water at your hands to rinse, rub, like, scrub all the germs off, and then rinses in the same motion. You just hold your hands in there for 20 seconds, and it washes your hands for you, and the kids were not allowed to go into the kids' area until they'd washed their hands. And the same thing, there was always a bathroom monitor in the bathrooms at the kids' club, um, making sure everybody washed their hands before they came back out again. So um, sanitation was a very high priority. There was someone, unfortunately, who got aboard the ship um, who should not have. It turns out she had the flu. I would guess there was a 95% chance she knew she was sick and she got aboard the ship anyway, so I was not very happy about that. So I heard that there were um, 10 people quarantined for type flu A. I be willing to bet they were all related to her somehow. Um, and there were a few, you know, when you also, when you, you know, go on shore, you could pick up something local. So I could have caught this in, you know, St. Thomas or the Tortola or something like that. But uh, I did pick up a head cold on board, but you know, there's a worse, worse prices to pay for a marvelous vacation that my family will never ever forget. So my voice, I can already feel it fading here. So I am going to let you folks go Thank you so much for listening to me rambling about our vacation. We had a wonderful time. Um, knitting will be back hopefully next week, barring anybody getting sick again. <laughs> and I will let you folks know more about um, plans for Stitches United, which I can't wait for because we haven't seen it here in two years. I am really excited. And my goal is to look for more fingering white yarn. But I will catch up with you, you all next week. Have a great, great week, everyone. And keep those legs and those needles moving. Bye-bye.